Hi, fam. I'm Katie. And this is Ginny. And And we we are the Gabby Gabby Girls. Good morning, Virginia. Episode four of Gabby Girls. This is our first time recording in the morning, and I think we are on one. How are you today? I am bringing some similar energy as you. (laughs) A little squirrely, but also I kind of love this. Like, I woke up this morning and all I thought about was this podcast and that's a fucking good way to wake up. Let me tell you. I agree. It was a great moment to wake up. And then I went downstairs and my dog started barking. And so I have a little situation that I want to lay out to you and I want to hear if you think I'm in the right or the wrong for feeling this way. And I want to hear what our listeners have to think for this situation. Give me the tea. All right. So. I, I may sound a little snotty, but I live in a very nice building. I live in one of the nicest buildings in Philadelphia, and that is by choice and design. And I can confidently say that I am the youngest resident of my building. People are shocked that I am in my 20s because most of the people in this building are in their 60s, and this is normally their second or third home. So that kind of gives you an indication of what status my neighbors are typically at. And also, it's probably quite quiet there. You would think. You would think. (laughs) Okay, so I'll start with the situation and then I'll just circle back to that thing that you just said because we had an altercation, or not, uh, not an altercation, we had a situation when we first moved into this apartment two years ago, um, which blew my mind and my landlord's mind. So... The situation that happened this morning is we don't have a lot of kids in the building, but my floor happens to have these two children who are very loud and they live at the complete other end of the hall and there's the elevator in between us. We've got about- How old are these children? I would say two or three to five, like one's five and one's two or three. So they're like little kids. They're little kids. And I don't blame the children. I blame the parenting. But my hatred goes towards the children because they are the disruptors of my life. So their apartment is on the far end. So they're a corner unit. So let's just think about that money. Corner unit. There's the elevator in between with like six other units. So there's no point. There's no reason why they would have to come to my side of the hallway. I'm on the other side of the hallway. There's no reason why they're coming down to nothing, nothing land on my side of the hallway. So these people have always been pretty inconsiderate for communal living. They throw out their dirty diapers in our, in our garbage can, in our garbage room. That is not for individual garbage they leave their stroller and their toys in the hallway like every day they leave shoes in the hallway scooters they use our amenity space on the 11th floor for their children's playground they'll have them going in like the circle ripping and rolling or around the kitchen they will eat dinner in the community space when you're supposed to like book it out they are just not very kind communal living people They have always allowed their children to kind of like free roam in the hallways, but it's getting worse and worse as the kids are getting older. And my dog, when the kids are screaming, running up and down the hallway, my dog starts barking because he is on alert that someone's going to break into our apartment. It's an anxiety thing for him, but also... I don't think there should be children running up and down the hallway at nine o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. That's just my personal opinion. And it's even gotten to the point where they're nanny and their parents are doctors. Like their parents are very, very wealthy doctors. I can just tell you by the car they drive brand new. Their nanny will literally just sit next to the elevator and let the kids run up and down the hallway for hours during the day. So my dog is barking interrupting my meetings like this isn't the gym it it it, like it's they treat it like it is their playground and there's nothing going on it's just a hallway there's nothing fun to do there's a garbage room there's an elevator and there's a hallway and a bunch of doors and so this morning at eight or nine nine o'clock in the morning these kids are running up and down the hallway and i was so close 
I literally opened the door and then I, I, I closed it and I stepped back in because I was so close and going to the father and saying, look, this has to end. Like this has to end. Your children need to be contained in your own home. I'm sorry if it's too small or if you don't like them enough to keep them in there, but I don't like your kids either. So don't fucking let them free reign everywhere. Like this is not my responsibility as your fucking neighbor to hear your kids every goddamn day. It's not a once thing. It's not a rarity. It is every single fucking day. And I'm livid. I'm at the point where I really am. I'm going to write a letter or I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk to the parents because like I can't do it anymore. So that's the situation I'm in, and I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> okay, so this is, like, disrupting your peace. Also, take your fucking kids to the park like a normal person. What are we talking about? You cannot run up and down the hallway. That's, like, against the rules. Right, <laughs> like, and we live across from two parks. Everyone. We yeah, live across from two crazy. parks. They're free! No, you need to... You need to I, I don't know that a conversation would probably go the way you want it to. I would write a letter or something. And, or you could try to talk to him, but I would definitely write a letter, even to, like, your landlord, if you have to. That is absurd. Like, you I don't know. need to wake up in the morning hearing children running up and down your hallway. I mean, like, when they deliver packages to your door, sometimes it's loud. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, that is absurd. I can't even, I can't even believe that anyone would think that's acceptable. No, they're, cr it's crazy, and they are just, And like, also the so dogs, like, that's a normal dog reaction. Like, what right. the fuck's going on out there? I want to see. I want to know what's going on. Right. Like, that's why Bennett's barking. He's like, hello, hear all this action? Right. Crazy. No, and it's crazy. I just, and, like, no, and they scream. And I've never Have you heard. talked to anyone else about this in the in the building? Like, is anyone else, like, Oh yeah, people hate them. It? Yeah, on like on the eleventh floor, people get so pissed because they literally will sc scooter around. Like the the floor goes in a circle. Mine's just one straight line, but the eleventh floor has four sides of apartments, and they will literally scooter in circles, screaming for hours every night. <laughs> what? Like and like there are other kids in the building, but I can tell you, I don't ever see them because their parents actually like keep them in the house and like treat them properly. Uh, these like, kids are or something <laughs> dude they need to leave they need a house like you obviously yeah. don't have enough space like like that's what you do around a neighborhood not around right. the 11th floor of your apartment building right like and like you said we have a park like we've got a park right across from our house like go outside with the scooters like let your kids have fresh air and you have a nanny take them outside away from me <sighs> <laughs> i can just picture you two like opening the door and you're like holding your fucking breath like i literally yeah. did i was clenching my fist and i was yeah. like okay i can't i'm coming off because you reach your anger. wits end and yeah. it's nine o'clock in the morning on a saturday like i i don't i choose not to have kids for a reason i don't want to hear yours like goddamn especially not yours especially not your little gremlins like ugh, ugh. So I have a lot of hatred towards this family. Unfortunately, it's directed like at the kids because they're the ones I have to face most of the time. But I also have it towards the fucking nanny. Like she has not once like told them to quiet their voices or scold them. And like if I was a nanny and I've been a nanny, that's your job to yeah. make them more tolerable for other people. <laughs> Straight up. Like when I was a nanny, I just remember the parents were like, they were hands off like this. Like they... They weren't interested in discipline. If the kids started crying, they'd be like, oh, just give it to them. Like that kind of parenting. But they told me when they hired me, they're like, discipline them if you have to. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I have no problem with that because I'm not going to fucking sit here and listen to kids whine. No. I'm just not going to do it. So, and like, and nanny is also supposed to be like, I mean, it's not supposed to be, but it turns into kind of like a safe space for kids, like comfort. Mm -hmm. You got to give them some boundaries. Yeah, no, these kids have no boundaries. And, like, the dad's all chummy, and he'll be like, how are you today? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Don't I even talk to me. You. Literally, I just go, I just don't even respond to him. I'm, like, so passive-aggressive towards him, because I'm like, I, like, I hate your guts. I hate your fucking guts. I hate your scrotum for creating two kids. I hate your, I hate everything about you. Like, you are, oh, he just, he boils my blood. Like, how old are the parents? Like, 30s 40s like he is a full-on surgeon like he mm. and not, these aren't like young parents no 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 and they oh, God. yeah no yeah, yeah no and like i said they're very well established like i know they're yeah. very well established they're so there's, busy there's no reason why 
their kids are behaving this way and like cooped up inside when there's plenty to do outside. Oh, more than plenty. Oh my God. Imagine bringing those kids to the park with a scooter. What a time. Right. And like, like we live in center city, Philadelphia. There's like kids museums everywhere. There's things to do. There's camps all like everywhere. You know what I mean? We live around like 17 museums, like go do activities. Like as a former nanny, that was my job was to like prep for the day to figure out what the hell I'm going to do to keep kids entertained. Like running up and down the hallway was not an option. Not even on the list. Okay, and then, so tell us what you, tell me what you think about this situation and how you would handle this situation because I'm kind of at a loss. I obviously want to go in as the aggressor because that's just like my natural state is to be aggressive. (laughs) That's the first instinct. (laughs) My first first instinct is to go off rage. (laughs) I'm working on it. (laughs) Like when you talk to the dad, you can't give him like parental advice, but (laughs) you should definitely say, like you're fucking disrupting my peace. This is my home. This is my sanctuary. This is where I come to live. And and I pay too much money. I pay yeah. too much money to hear. Like your if kids I wanted to have kids hear kids crying, I'd have my own. You know. Right. Like, and guess what? Mm-mm. No. That's why you have a dog. Right. Okay. So that's that's that situation. And then I'll go back to the situation that we that was happening when we first moved into this apartment. So yeah, our, the noise. Yeah, my apartment is bi-level, so my bedroom is upstairs and my living room is all downstairs. So, mm-hmm. it's like, it feels like a condo, which is really nice. I love that. Um, so, like I said, this building is very nice and it is very expensive. And so, moving in, I thought that it would basically be, like, soundproof. Like, it would be thick walls, very l- high-end, luxury, thought out to the max. Unfortunately, that is not correct. My bedroom walls are so thin to the point where I had a neighbor on my right. She was a single woman or so I thought, and she had the loudest sex I have ever heard in my life. Like not even compared to like college sex, like this grown ass 40 plus year old woman was getting those cheeks smashed so hard she would wake Boyd and I up at three and four in the morning screaming oh my god so how long did this go on for does this still go on no she moved out months though it happened like literally one of the first nights we moved in we got woken up by her at like three or four in the morning and we both kind of looked at each other and we were like hope this is a one-time thing and then the plot thickened within the, you know, within the first few weeks of us living there, we kind of caught a glimpse of her. And then there was this gentleman who was sending her flowers and was bringing her groceries up to her apartment. And he was in his 80s. And at first we were like, it has to be her dad. Like, there's no way that this is this the man that's creating this ruckus and this these cheeks a slapping. Like we could hear the cheeks clapping through the wall. Lo and behold, this man was taking her to Pound Town every night. The old man can move to the extreme. I it, it it was so bad one night. It was like a Wednesday, and we were up from one to five a.m from her screaming and moaning, I went to my landlord the next day and I, I went in person because I just was like, how am I supposed to put this in the email? Like, this is very, yeah, you can't. this is a weird ass situation. And so I sat my landlord down and I was just like, everyone deserves love. Everyone deserves pleasure. But when that pleasure is so loud that it is affecting your neighbor at 4 a.m. in the morning, I think it's a bit extreme. <laughs> Right, like once in a while, love that for you. Love it. You go, girl. But all the time, like you can't be again. You can't be disrupting my peace. And so my landlord literally had to send her an email and ask her to keep her sexual noises down. And I joked and I said, "Do you want me to buy her a ball gag? I'll drop it off at her door. I bet she'd be into it. She seems pretty freaky. She probably would. <laughs> she right? would be into it. Yeah. Oh my! You should have." <laughs> So she, I think she definitely knew it was us. And so she kind of like gave us the cold shoulder after that. And she eventually moved out. So I haven't had to deal with it. But that was shocking to move into this new apartment and immediately be bombarded with sex noises and sex sounds 
so frequently in the middle of the night. In like from the most unsuspecting people too. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. And also I feel like the first time that you wake up to a sex noise, you're like, what, what was that? Is that what I think it was? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God. Yeah, I re- this is real. This is life. Yeah, oh my it's happening. Gosh. And like just... We knew like the play-by-play. Like I knew when she had orgasmed. I knew when she wanted more. I knew when the foreplay was good. Like I was there. Like it was like I couldn't see it, but I could hear it all. So did it turn you on a little? No. (laughs) Some people like that. No, 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 no. Ew. I knew what he looked like. I just kept thinking of ninety-year-old Dick. That's what I was like. There's just no way that it's that good. And Boyd and I both said we were like, she has to be like acting this has to be like a sugar daddy moment like there's just right. no way She's the d be a really is that good, good. yeah th- i just like you know what i mean like it was like beyond porn porn sex like it was like uh, uh, like theatrical so theatrical like the sentences she would say asking for things like i just was like all right like i've had good sex in my life but it's never been this yeah. good yeah like this like, like that can't just can't even be real no also i, was I just like, can't picture a wrinkly dick making anyone that happy no and she was you know like she was not she was not like i would say she's probably in her 40s or 50s but then to see her with this like 80 to 90 year old man who like almost needed like a walker i was just like this is not adding up this is like his bank account must be big <laughs> yeah gotta be <laughs> Something's gotta be big. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that Viagra prescription, that's what's big. <laughs> it's a big prescription. <laughs> okay. When I lived in Tampa, this just threw me. When I lived in Tampa, my neighbors in my like last apartment that I lived with with a roommate, mm. um, our, it was like a shitty apartment, you know, with the thin walls that you have in your nice apartment. <laughs> Um, but my neighbor, her bedroom was on the right other side of mine. I never saw her until the day I moved out and her and her boyfriend would have sex every night, but it wasn't in the middle of the night. It was like an appropriate time, 10 or 11. And so when they would do that, I would just like go shower or something like do. Yeah. I, I basically scheduled my nightly routines around their nightly routines because I just didn't want to hear it. I'm like, I'm busy. I don't need to be listening to all this. It's private, whatever. So the last day I was moving out. I hear my mom came to help me move and I hear my mom talking to someone in the hallway. And so I, I never talked to anyone there. I didn't know anybody in this apartment except my friend Teddy who lived upstairs. Um, so I'm like, who the fuck is she talking to? I peek my head out and she's talking to those direct neighbors and it was a really big woman and a tiny guy. And I couldn't, I, I was shocked. I was like, good for them. But I like, I, I don't know. Logistics. You have an image in your head. I yeah. Think, yeah. And logistics. Like, whoa. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I just really threw me. And I just, I, after that, like, I would try and not think about it, you know? But then after, I remember I moved out and I was thinking about it. I'm like, so all, like, I don't know why. I, yeah, I'm like, like, wow. Huh. Yeah, anyways. Okay. (laughs) I have one more neighbor story and then we'll go on to the next topic. But so do you, um, have you ever seen those? like Facebook pages that are like, are we dating the same guy in like city names? So like Philly has like a Facebook page for all these girls. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So I follow one in Philly just, just for the tea. And like, I always joke with Boyd. I'm like, am I going to see you on here? Like, you know, obviously no. Um, and so (laughs) I have my neighbor on my other side who is a really weird man. He, he doesn't live here anymore. Thank God. But apparently he, his dad was like a very successful real estate guy. And so he kind of just, I guess, I guess he's in real estate, but I don't really know. I didn't really see him that much, but I would hear him playing his music every single night. And then we had this one weird moment when we woke, we were woken up at like 3am by his, his, uh, fire alarm going off for hours. And so it went on for probably an hour and I was like, okay, this is weird. Like he's not trying to stop it. Like, yeah, something's wrong. So I called my front desk and I said, Hey, can we just get a wellness check at, you know, the unit next to me? His fire alarm's been going off. I'm very nervous. And so it's, it was going on for another half an hour. And so I call my, my security guard again. And I was like, Hey, did you guys check on this? Like, are, is something wrong? And he was like, yeah, sorry, hang on. We're in the middle of it. So long story short, the security guard went up and did a wellness check and he was banging on the door for 20 minutes 
until they had to go get the key and open the door. And he said he was met with a wall of smoke. My neighbor had passed out with a pizza in the oven and he was apparently under some sort of influence where he was slurring his words. He was very disoriented. He was not very coherent. And they said we were minutes away from the whole building alarm being tripped and everyone would have had to evacuate if like I hadn't called and tried to get this mitigated. That's, I fucking knew you were going to say something about pizza. Like I have left a pizza in the oven and fallen asleep, like drunk. And then you wake up to the smoke alarm and you're like, holy fuck. I can't imagine being so fucked up that you sleep right through it. Sleeping through the alarm. Sleeping through smoke. And all the smoke. smoke, like Yes. Wow. And I smelled smoke in my apartment. That's how much smoke there was. And our like our HVAC systems are not connected. Like there's no pipes that like shit our communal air. So it was permeating through my walls. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. So he never. I was like, I expect like an edible arrangement. I expect a thank you note. <laughs> like what the fuck? I just saved your life. Like. God, yeah, Adam, right. like, d- give me a fucking thumbs up or something. Radio silent. Give me a look, brother. Right. Like, a thank Damn. you note, whatever. So, to go back to the Philly thing, I saw him be posted on the Are We Dating the Same Guy? And I told this story. I said, watch out for this motherfucker. He will... <laughs> I said not dating related but I gave like a short summary and a bunch of other girls commented and said that he showed up to uh, dates under some influence was like super sketchy would wow I wonder what he's up to I wonder what drug he uses right I'm like and so I talked to my friend who's I talked to my friend who's a nurse and she said that sounds like it could either be like sleeping pills or it's some sort of like opioid or narcotic like because like that's not weed like weed, you know what I mean like you don't get so high that you like pass out and you don't you don't wake up because of smoke like I smoke a lot of like, weed and like maybe I've never been that high right like maybe if you're really high you'll be, and the fire alarm starts going off you're like oh maybe you'll let it beep a couple extra beeps before you get up you know what but, I mean but, but you're for not, an like, hour and a half no, like no, no, no right like that's some serious no. even I, you know I know I know you can get so drunk that you're like comatose but like I don't think it was alcohol. But you know when people are drunk, too. Like, you can, right. when someone's drunk, you can tell. When and if he was that different. drunk, he wouldn't have been awake then. Like, he would have just been, right. like, they would have, like, called the ambulance and been like, hey, I think we have someone who's, like, on the verge, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, Jesus. So those are my neighbor stories. <laughs> Holy hell. And that's what happens in the affluent buildings, people. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, like, worse than other buildings. I swear. We have a weird building. So... I remember our fire alarm went off. All right. So when I lived in my first apartment alone in Tampa, that one you came to stay in, um, I, it was like the day after, the day after going out, like Mm -hmm. I, we got home at like four in the morning. Oh, I remember the event. So there was this place, um, that we would all go to on Sundays and sneaky Sunday is what they called like the events every week. At the Lodge was the name of the bar, and it was closing. So this was going to be, like, the last sneaky Sunday ever. And we didn't, and bars in Tampa, by the way, are open till 3. So late night is just expected. We got home at, like, 4. Probably went to bed at 5 because we were, like, eating pizza and shit. And then at 6.03, the fucking fire alarm goes off. And in the whole building, it was a drill. And uh, we didn't know it was a drill. Like, God damn it, if I knew it was a drill, I would have just covered my ears and stayed in bed but it was so funny because it was a college apartment so we're all outside sitting on the curbs everyone's looking at each other just like dead like just dead in the eyes i'm like at least we're out okay <laughs> and the fire trucks are pulling up and they're like oh it's <laughs> like looking at all the zombies <laughs oh my god Wild. wait no we don't i don't leave when the fire alarm goes off in our building we don't leave like i do i don't that's like my i'm scared of fire like i I don't fuck around with it. I don't want to be trapped anywhere. I am too, but it happens so frequently in this building. Like there, it gets tripped all the time and it's like, I just, and so I always just listen for the fire trucks cause I live on like the main. Okay. Road. So you, you know the drill then like, yeah, for us, this was like the first time. Like it didn't happen all the time. Like, no, it and it's crazy. <laughs> it's so funny. My neighbors will text me and they'll be like, or my friends in the building who are not on this side of the street, they'll text me. They'll be like, are the fire trucks coming? Do I have to leave? And I'm like, Nope, <laughs> don't hear them. Just stay in your apartment. <laughs> All clear. <laughs> I'll let you know if I hear him coming. 
You have a network. <laughs> Literally. Because my neighbors would be like, after the first couple of times, they were like, oh my God, did you evacuate? And I was like, no, fuck that. I'm not evacuating. Like, I know this is not real. And so they were like, you're crazy. They were all talking shit on me. And I was like, you know what? Guess who didn't have to go down to the street at 2 a.m. last night? Me. So now they're all on my train and they text me asking if the fire drill is legit and it is not legit. <laughs> Just to drill, people. Stay in the pajays. <laughs> Stay in the pajays. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So this week has been super emotional for me. Just not even like sadness. It's just, I just feel like I have been giving like almost every single drop of my energy to work to figuring out how to move across the country in five weeks, for planning that, for talking to friends about that. Um, I'm just coming off of a really, really, really heavy energy week. And I think you are too. And so I kind of just wanted to talk about um, energy and how energy can affect us either, whether it be negative or positive from other people um, or kind of like looming things. And so... I kind of created this term called energetically impressionable and I tried to Google it and it isn't a thing. And so I think I kind of created this, but that's, that's how I describe myself to people is I am energetically impressionable. And this goes beyond being an empath because I have empathic tendencies, but for me, it really is the energy that someone brings into a situation, it really kind of determines my energy for better or for worse. And yeah, so, I, I feel the same way. It's like some people drain your battery, some people fill it, and energy-wise, like, and I think it that's really does affect you. I've always been so good at setting boundaries with people is because I can feel your energy before I know your personality. And so if I off the bat don't, vibe with your energy I'm not really going to take it that much I'll be of course cordial not interested yeah I'll do surface level stuff but I'm not going to let you like get into my energy or get past that kind of the the first wall um because I just it 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 will affect me I'll feel it like clinging to me it it, it's like a physical sensation you know like I feel it like so I had a, I had a heavy week as well. And I, when I feel like that, I feel it like wrapped, like I feel it wrapped around my chest. I don't know how to explain it better than that. Like that's where I feel other people's energy, like stuck to me, wrapped around my chest is totally how, like how I describe it. Totally. It's so funny that you, we experience the same things and we have different terms. I, I want to hear from people who are also energetically impressionable to, to tell us about a, what is like the most triggering for you or what you feel like really kind of sets you off energetically. And then I kind of want to talk about like how we can ground ourselves and how we can shake that energy off and what rituals or things we do to, to, to better, to ground ourselves. Because, you know, like this morning, it may sound so silly, but having my dog bark and listening to kids scream, like it was just the last thing that how I wanted to start my Saturday morning. And so I literally sat in this chair before we podcasted And I just turned on some classical music and I just did breath work. I just sat here and I just really tried to ground my body and I just was breathing out negative energy. I was welcoming good energy in and I, you know, my heart rate before that was like going off the charts. I brought everything down and I was able to kind of go into this podcast, like still like ragey, but with some joy around it. Um, Yeah. When when we first got on, so we FaceTimed before we got on this podcast this morning. And she was like, um, low energy, like low energy Kate. And that, but you were, you were open to filling your battery back up, right? Mm-hmm. Not that it's full or anything like that, but we talked for a little bit. You kind of let some feelings out and then you were like, all right, I'm ready. And I could see it and you had a little bit more life in you. Like you're the kind of person that you do get drained, but you're also able to like brush it off and, you know, open yourself up for the next good thing. Um, And I watched that happen in about 11 minutes this morning. So that was pretty amazing. Yeah, it takes a lot of work. And, like, I used to not be able to do that. I used to, like... um, Let it throw you. Yeah, and I think something that I had to learn in my adulthood, especially being with Boyd, is, like, if my energy's off, it will affect other people. And it will kind of, like, 
deter from like if we're going out and I don't want to be there everyone knows I don't want to be there oh my god me too I'm like a dementor if I'm in a bad room I just fucking suck the life out of a room and like I don't even do it on purpose it's not intentional right I know yeah yeah like it's not like I'm saying mean things I'm just I'm quiet and people can tell when you're off because when you're on it brings life to a room yes yeah and so Boyd when we first started dating Boyd kind of was like he thought it was intentional and I had to tell him, I was like, look, I'm not trying to ruin the party. Like I just, if I don't want to be there, I don't want to be there. Like I can't, I can't hide it. Yeah. I can't fake that. And so I've really learned that if I don't want to go to something and if I know I'm not going to be able to like rally and pull it together, I just don't go because mm-hmm. I would so much rather people have fun than like tiptoe around me and be like, Oh, Katie's in the bad mood today. Mm. You know, like, I know that's the worst. Same. That's why I, I don't go out a whole lot. Cause I'm like, if I'm not in the mood, if I'm not with the right people, it's not going to be fun for anyone. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about, I know we've talked about friendship a lot, but friendship is very important to me. So just something that I, you know, we were both Jenny and I talked a little bit throughout the week about just kind of struggling with some friendship issues and like certain people draining our battery. And, um, I think one of the hardest things in life is really kind of like falling in platonic love with a friend and then either having them like disappoint you or having them change and having them affect your energy. And, you know, like friends are our chosen family. The re- I think for me, the reason why if a friend disappoints me, it hurts so much more is because I chose you to be my person. I chose you to be around me in the manner that you are. And so when a friend disappoints me, it's kind of like, almost a reflection on myself of why didn't I see this or it, it was I wrong in deciding to, 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 to make them this close to me. I think that's how it is. It's like, it's you, you feel this like something in your gut. That's like, why did I trust them? Or like, why did I make the wrong choice of letting this person in? And I don't even know if that's the right way to feel, but that's how it feels like, you know, you don't let, we both are picky about who is around us. So when one of your four or five fucking friends does something that is just like, it breaks your heart, honestly. Like it breaks your heart and it breaks your trust with yourself sometimes, or it can feel like that, you know? And I think a part of maturity is learning to not let that break your trust with yourself, but that's how it feels. Like I let this person into my life and they just hurt me. Yeah. And let me down. And then, and then of course, like, you know, we start to think of like, okay, how can we protect ourselves from this in the future? And for me, I'm not going to seal myself off to friendships because that would be very counterproductive, Mm -hmm. but it's just, it's always a balancing act, you know, of, okay, if I let them in this percent, then they can only hurt me a little bit, but then they're not going deeper. And, you know, and then if, if they've broken your trust, then how do you regain that trust? And, for me in one particular situation, I don't really feel like we were kind of, we were on the road to friendship. We were friends, but we weren't like besties. We were, you know, it was still a relatively new relationship, but they've really kind of disappointed me in the past six months. And so I'm very much like, we're not really friends then. And, and some people may say like, oh, that's like a little petty for you just to immediately kind of like shut that off. But I'm like, who am I to tell her how to act? Who am I to like come to the table with her and be like, hey, I'm really disappointed in the way that you've acted in these past six months. You need to do better. Like, right. Like you can't tell people what to do and you can't, honestly, you can't expect things from strangers and that's okay. Like you can't ask people to change, to be what you want. That's okay. You know? And it is, I think it is important to keep opening yourself up and keep trying to meet new people because these are all just life experiences, right? That just kind of get you through the next day right? Everything's a lesson. Everything happens the way it's supposed to, but it's so easy to think like, I'm just not going to go out. I'm not going to see anyone. I'm not, I don't need to make any more friends. I don't want to go through this again. Like you get, it gets exhausting, but yeah, it's important to keep trying. And it's so hard to like remind yourself of that. But when you have someone who like has been your friend for like, I don't know, six months, a year, maybe, and you're, you feel like you're growing closer and then all of a sudden it's like, 
I actually don't really know you, I think. That's a hard realization as well. Yeah, for me, it was realizing that after I spent time with them, I was miserable. Drained. And I came back from hanging out with them in such a bad mood. I literally had to like shower, cleanse my energy. I had to shake it off. Like I physically shook my body and just like removed their energy from me. And I realized it happened multiple times in a row that they just were so negative and they just are not happy in their life. And like taking it back to the, who am I to tell you about your life? You know, if she's not coming to me for like, hey, I'm really feeling stuck in life and I need some guidance. Like I'm not gonna sit, I'm not gonna go on a soapbox and tell her how to live her life. Like that's her journey. She needs to figure out if she's miserable or not. Like she needs to be self-aware enough to realize like- it's Some people prefer to be miserable. Like some people like, right. like that, to sit in that energy of just like wallowing in their shit and telling all the bad stories and like, that's not the kind of person you want to be around. I have a couple of like lifelong friends who I, I kind of had distanced myself from everyone yep. um, because I was having a hard time and I'm like, I just don't have room in my head for any other thoughts, you know? So when I started coming back around my friends and old people I used to hang out with, I, I realized that. I'm like, there are a few people that I hang out with and I leave and I feel like shit, like I feel so shitty. Like I just, I feel like I just gave everything I had when we were hanging out. And like, why am I doing that? Why can't you figure your own things out? Why can't you see a therapist? Like a, a lot of people, I think like trauma dump on their friends and just about like yes. regular everyday things. And it's like, I am your friend and I am here for you, but I am not your therapist. And those are the right. kind of people that I find drain the literal life out of me and I have to stay away from. And it's hard recognizing that in people you've been friends with for 20 years. Well, and do you feel like you attract toxic people? I do because I think I attract people that are literally looking for like life energy. and energy. A lot of people say to me, like after I hang out with them, like, oh, I get so much energy when I hang out with you. And I'm like, yeah, you're fucking stealing it from me. I so energy yeah. suckers. Right. So I, with the way that I learned to protect myself, as you'll see me like in public, I hug myself a lot when I go out, um, literally because it's the only way that I feel like I can like protect my chest. Cause that's where I feel things like around my chest. Um, and just keeping it light with people like that, you know, and like not getting into it. Like I just can't. So I think, um, people are comfortable in the misery and the sadness because that's what they felt for so long. They get they, safe there. Yeah, and the joy is scary or happiness or they're scared that if I let myself dream and think about all the good things that could possibly happen, what if I disappoint myself and what if that doesn't happen? And is the disappointment going to be harder than the misery that I'm feeling right now? And I challenge anyone who feels like they've been in a rut energetically or emotionally to let yourself dream. If your dreams do not scare you, they are not big enough. And it's okay if you do get disappointed by yourself because that is life. But keep dreaming. Keep letting yourself break free of whatever mold you're stuck in because that is growing. That is evolution. Like you need to fail in order to grow. So if you've been feeling energetically run down, you've got five months left of this year. Make 2023 the year for me. That was the pact I made myself for myself going into this year. I've chosen me all 2023. And like, I feel like energetically, I may be run down this week, but I am bursting. Like I am just full of, of bright energy for the future. I just feel like I am on my right path, like very much inside my bones. I am grounded in like whatever alignment is going on. And so I just urge people to like, Go inside of yourself, acknowledge whatever's been lingering in your brain. Like if there's been a hobby or an interest or a place that you've wanted to go, like don't deny that, like acknowledge it and make a plan for it because that's what I've done this year. And it has really, really changed my outlook on my future. Right. Like you have to get uncomfortable. You have to get comfortable being uncomfortable because if things don't change, unless you, you change do. things. Yes. Like straight up. You can't just stay complaining. Like you have to try new things and put yourself out there. And that's how you grow. Like you just said, like you're 
things that are uncomfortable because you've never done them before, right? You don't have that pathway in your brain. You have to build it. It's fucking hard building a tunnel. Jesus Christ. It's never comfortable. I mean, God damn it. You just have to do it. Like people don't build tunnels and they're like, oh, this is hard. I'm going to stop. They're like, no, I'm going to finish the tunnel because that's my job. Like that's what you have to do. Just try new things and put yourself out there and failing is okay. People need to take a chapter from your book because this is something you're amazing at and something I really, really value and um, I, I love about you is that you're not afraid to pick up a new hobby for a couple months or a year or whatever it is and then say, you know what? I got what I needed out of that. That's not necessarily my forever thing, but I did what I needed to do with it. I tried it and now I'm gonna move on to the next one. Right, like I'm the kind of person I have to try everything. If I get an idea in my brain, it's not gonna stay there. <laughs> I do it. I'm a doer. <laughs> I think so many um, people wish they had that though, because I think so many people have dreams and passions that are like deep inside of them that they'll never sh bring the light to because they're scared of failing or like not being good enough. Or what if they don't love it as much as they think they will? Who fucking cares? Just fucking do I it. I also found that like, I used to be scared, scared. I used to be scared of things. Um, and I found that the only things I ever regretted was the shit I didn't do. Yes. So like once you kind of realize that, then it's like, just start saying yes, <laughs> you know? Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I swear we, we did not plan this out, but this was what I wanted to talk about. So going into 2023, I don't know what clicked for me, but it was like the holidays of 2022. I just, I was, I was like, kept telling myself no for things that I wanted to do. I kept talking myself out of things and I just sounds so stupid and I'm not like a new year's resolution person, but I literally made myself a new year's resolution. And I just said, 2023 is the year for me. You are going to say yes to whatever the fuck you want to do. And that meant I went to my first Pilates class. I'd wanted to go to Pilates for so long. I had talked myself out of it for so long that I wasn't fit, that I wasn't strong enough, blah, 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 blah. I went to my first Pilates class. I've been going consistently for six months and that has like jump started me into working out two or three times a week, which I had never done before since college. And that kind of was coupled with a goal of, you know, I'm, I'm closer to my thirties than I'm not. And I really wanted to have a dedicated and set workout routine so that I could feel strong going into my thirties. Like I wanted to be in the best shape of my life going into my thirties. And 2023 was the start of that. I said yes to this podcast. I said yes to moving across the country and buying a house in Florida. Like I have been choosing myself all year and I feel so good and it feels so right. And so I just urge everyone like say yes to that new drink on the Starbucks menu that you've been wanting to try. Say yes to that new hiking trail. Say yes to trying that new restaurant that, you know, you may not like everything on the menu, but give it a try, you know, like start with the small steps because it will start snowballing into bigger and bigger yeses. I just, I, tr I urge everyone to try it. Agreed. I, I'm like, I just keep thinking about you, the fact that you're like moving to Florida and like all these things happen the way they're supposed to happen, right? And all, everything that's happened this year, your health and, you know, kind of letting go of some friendships and choosing yourself all led you to like this literally next chapter of your life totally. that you never even thought was going to happen. You didn't nope. picture that a month ago. I never dreamed and, that we could do this. Uh, yeah. And also I feel like for so long, especially growing up in a small town. I mean, I think a lot of people deal with this, but growing up in a small town, it's hard because everyone knows what you're doing all the time. And it's a lot of the decisions you make are based on fitting in, mm -hmm. right? Like, will people, and we've both struggled with friendship. So this is something we both struggled with is like, what will people think if I do this? What will people think if I, maybe not even what will people think, but it's subconscious, right? Mm-hmm. And then once you start not giving a fuck and actually thinking about what you want to do, then actually the right people fall into your life. Like you don't have to post on Snapchat bragging about how someone hit on you for a guy to think you're hot. If a guy thinks you're hot, he thinks you're hot, whether you're fucking posting on Snapchat or not. It's like, did it, if a tree fell in the woods, no one was around to hear it. Did it fall? Like, right. it's like that. It did fall, first of all. And I'm still hot, even if I don't post on Snapchat. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. So I, that was a big thing for me with, was with social media. I had to like really let social media go. And then I kind of 
fell started falling in love with myself again. Oh, Maybe yeah. for the first time. I shouldn't even say again, but oh. that's kind of when the rest of your life begins. So true. I looked at some statistics about friendship that I feel it helped me because I think people have a hard time letting go of friendships because it's not like a breakup where you have to kind of like dead end a relationship so that you can move on from it. Like friendships, you can kind of like linger or you can like distance, but I just want to say- And you feel like you owe friendships something, you know, after right. you've had a friend for a long time, you feel like you owe them right. that. So one thing I want to say is that the average person goes through 400 friends through their whole life. 400 friends. 29 of them are considered real friends. So 30, we'll say 30 people are considered like actual true friends. And then six of them are lifelong friends. So that, that kind of, that kind of, um, says a lot about you and I, Jin, because we always say we have like five or six friends. And I think we're pretty on par with that. Like for people who have like those 20 best friends or those 30 best friends, that's a red flag for me because I'm like, how are you giving your energy to 30 people? How do you have time for that? Holy shit. I mean, I talk to you twice a week. I don't talk to anyone that much. Right. I know. And I feel like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh my God, Jenny's like, she's like my lifeline right now. Like she's the person I'm like yeah. going to about all my shit. Oh my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, I can't imagine. And that's by choice, right? Like yeah. I, and then you, you have those friendships where you feel like you have to talk to people. That's when it becomes unfun. Like, I don't, it's like the responsibility. And, and like, if you get dread when you see someone's name pop up in your phone and it's not because it's like a text, but it's like physically them, which unfortunately I'm having with one of my friends right now, you have to kind of explore why that is. And if it's time for you to release that friend. Um, also I found a little tidbit that was very interesting. I, uh, men friendships are activity based. So they do things mm. side by side. So that's why like talking to a guy face to face you know, if you're in a relationship or if you're trying to like get through a difficult conversation, it can be very daunting for them and it may not be where men do best. It goes right. back. Go for a walk with a man if you want to have him really talk to you. Seriously. Seriously. They don't have to look at you. They'll fucking spill. And you know why that is? It goes back to hunter gatherer days. Women would stay in the encampment or whatever it is, talking face to face all day while doing chores. Men would talk while they hunted or while they were gathering. Wow. Yes. So it goes back thousands of years in our brain. So if you are trying to have a difficult conversation with a man, do an activity, even if it's like swinging golf clubs or like you said, going for a walk or throwing the ball around. It is just ingrained in them from an evolutionary standpoint to talk better while they're doing an activity. Right. It's like they're consciously walking or focusing on what's around them. They're not looking at you. And then they just like, like literally talk, like uh, spill. I don't know how to explain yes. it better than that. Like I found with my last boyfriend, I hate the word X. Like I, you will not hear me saying ex boyfriend. I don't know why it just like gives me the X. So my last boyfriend, <laughs> um, we were having so much trouble communicating and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like what is the issue here? And so I had been, I, got, I had gotten, I was watching my friend's dog for her. She basically was like, her dog couldn't live in her apartment. So she's like, you're going to take Louise. And I was like, I am big bloodhound lived in my apartment. And so we just got the dog and I'm like, let's go for a walk. Like we'll walk together. You can come with me. And I never heard him talk so much as he did on that first walk. And I was like, okay, so this is what has to be done to get answers and to, find out how your day was other than fine. Like, yeah, we just have to walk and talk. And that's what we did. Do you want to talk more about hunter gatherer? That yeah. is so crazy. Mm -hmm. Evolution, baby. Evolution. Look at that. Crazy. So do you want to talk more about your last boyfriend? We could talk about it a little bit, but it's, I feel like it's something that a lot of people relate to. Like you meet someone and you hit it off, you have a connection. And then it's like, a year later and you feel like they don't, they're not there anymore. You know, even walks aren't probably getting you the depth of conversation you need. And I know, especially for someone like me, I'm very, I've said this before. I I'm interesting to people. Like I'm intriguing. I say weird shit. I ask weird 
fucking questions. I think things that are very easy conversationalist. So having a conversation with you is not difficult because I think this is why we get on so well is like, we can talk to anyone because we know a little about a lot. So whatever you're interested in, I can bounce off of. So you just start talking. I'll, I'll join right in. No problem. Literally, you want to talk about color theory? Sure. You want to talk about macular degeneration? Sure. Like, you know, anything. And I think that that makes people feel safe and comfortable and excited, but that wears off because this isn't like a front. This is who I am all the time. Mm -hmm. And I I think, I don't know if, if people get tired of that or they're just not like that. You know, they were trying to sit in your energy because it was intriguing, but that's not really how they live. And that's the thing that I've come across with friendships too. But yeah, so with my last boyfriend, that's basically what happened. It was like, I get excited about things and I fall down rabbit holes and I would be telling him about it and he's not even listening to me. And I like, I need to be, I'm the kind of person, like I need to be engaged. Like, like I, I'm not just, if you're not paying attention, I don't feel like you're paying attention enough. I'm done talking. And so that's basically what happened. Um, and I was like, this is, and then I was comfortable. Like I was going through a hard time with my mental health. So I kind of needed a space for no one to talk to me. Yeah. And that's sad to say, but it takes more effort to leave a relationship when you're comfortable and you're going through other shit. You know, it takes a lot of effort to leave and to break up and change things, but you have to take that step. And that's, that's what happened. And I feel like it's probably relatable for a lot of people. Like it's just not working. It is. I'm really happy that you said that. And I'm really proud that you, you did choose to leave because I think so many people stay in relationships because it's not bad enough to leave. AKA he didn't cheat. He doesn't treat me incorrectly. She doesn't stop me from hanging out with friends. There's not this one major occurrence or habit that is breakup worthy. I right like it's easier for something to happen like if someone cheated on you then you have a reason to leave but if it's just like I just maybe I'm not as in love as I want to be that's a hard conversation that a lot of people aren't or this isn't the type of love that I envision for my life partner and that I think is really the sticking point for a lot of couples and I think a lot of people are unhappy in their relationships because it's not bad enough and it's not good enough. They're in this weird purgatory moment where they may have a great vacation, but then day-to-day sucks. Or, you know, maybe they have great day-to-day, but when they when, when things get stressful, their partner uh, can't handle it and they have to, you know, they can't have bad days. Like, I, I, I'm so proud yeah, of you. Yeah, like you find yourself holding things back from your partner, like things like that. Like, I'll just keep it to myself, yeah. you know? Like, I'm so proud of you for taking that leap. It's so major. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, it's a hard step to take, but it's important to stick up for, like, what you want. And I remember I found myself asking, like, because I wanted – one thing for me is, like, I really – I I like to go on dates and I like for someone to take me on dates. Like I'm not a good planner. However, if it's like the day of, if it's Friday and you're like, Hey, we're going on a date tonight. Fuck. Yeah. Like that would, that makes me so happy. We don't have to just do anything. Just get you going. Crazy, hot, you know, you know? like, <laughs> right. It does. Right. Like you make plans. Be ah! ready by seven 30 so, in a hot dress. Uh, okay. Daddy. Ooh. Say no like, more. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like what kind of shoes yeah. am I wearing? You tell okay. me. Right. So I found that like toward the last like six months of our relationship, I was asking for that. And I'm like, I also don't want to have to ask. I was asking and he would be like, well, you don't take me on dates. And I'm like, yeah, that's true, I guess. But also like, don't you want that for me? <laughs> like, Don't you want me to have what I want? Like, don't you want me to feel that romance and like I'm loved? Like, don't you want that for me? And then I kind of realized like, no, he doesn't care. Like I want that for myself and I, I will find it. This isn't no. it. Yeah, you will. You will find someone that really cares because I think there's obviously growing pains in every relationship and Boyd and I, and I've had that conversation about, okay, like you may think the way that you're loving me is the best way to love me, but I'm telling you, this is the way that I want to be loved. And it's not changing him fundamentally, but it's just certain things like that. Like 
planning a date for me because I am the planner of this relationship. Like I plan everything. Like Boyd calls me his manager. Like if someone asks him to do something, he says, I have to talk to Katie, my manager. Like that's just who I am. So to have someone plan something for me is a big turn on because I do that for everyone it else. Means a yeah. Lot. And so it's, your partner does have to learn how to love you the right way. Your partner does want to have to put in that effort so that you feel spicy and sexy and all of the other things that you want to feel. So I know you will find someone that is going to love you the way that you need it to be love. I know that. Yeah. Like, I'm not concerned. I, I honestly, I do better on by myself. Like, it would have to take a lot for me to be with someone anytime soon because I really like having my freedom and like I do what I want to do I'm not worrying about what someone else is wanting to do like if I want to go to the movies I'll just go to the movies it's not like oh can we see this movie tonight like what do you think I found myself like doing that like asking permission for like things that are just so basic and it's like but why are you doing that just go by yourself so I know that the right person will come if they come, when they, they come, uh, because I know what I need now. Right. And you may feel differently, but also I'm a whole person too. I feel like I used to be like looking for something like to fill some sort of void. And I've always found this in other things, a boy, food, Hobbies. running, like I over do I overdo everything to the fucking max? Well, I used to, to fill every second of my day. And then I had to do a lot of like therapy work and, you know, figure out like, you're just not a whole person yet. <laughs> and that's the problem here. Um, but yeah, again, but that's, comes along with loving yourself, right? It's the same thing. Like you don't have to show yourself off and act different or put on, I used to think you had to like perform for men, like not perform like literally a song and dance, but like, no, be funnier, be a, yeah, yeah, be something, be more, be less, be whatever. And that's just not true. I agree. You know, I do because, uh, the person that you're meant to be with for a long time is going to love every single aspect of you, your faults and your, your, your best attributes. Um, and they're going to want to work with you. They're going to want to grow with you. They're going to want to see the way that they can better your life. Um, and they're going to do that joyfully. That's it's so funny. That's like how I feel with you. Oh, <laughs> like I, I feel like, well, I feel like we could come to each other and be fully ourselves. Like I, I do too. don't feel like I'm holding back when I'm talking to you, you know, even early, like earlier, we both had a rough week emotionally. Yeah. And I think it was like on Tuesday or Wednesday or something. Katie, called me and I just lost it. <laughs> I just like broke. I just broke. Um, and I didn't hold anything back. And after we got off the phone, I just like, I felt so much better and I felt safe. And that's really hard for me to find in any relationship. I'm so happy that I can be that for you because you are that for me too. And I just, I'm so thankful that we decided to do this together because I think like just how close we've gotten in the past month has made me so happy. And it just makes me feel like I have a true support um, and I just love you. I just, I think we should end it here because I just love you. And this, <laughs> I know this is so good. I love you. Thank you for being you. Oh, thank you for being you. And this charged our battery. Like, I can't tell you guys, like if you saw our FaceTime right now, like we both started at like a two, but I think we're both ending at like a nine or a 10. Like shit, you should have seen us an hour ago. Ginny Whoa. is glowing now. <laughs> like she was like all red and anxious and I could just tell in her body and it's all dissipated. Like I'm feeling less anxious. Like I just know that we're both going to go into the rest of our Saturday feeling dope. And like, I'm going to keep this energy with me all fucking day. Thank God. Wait, what are you doing today? Oh my gosh. Okay. I have to go hang out with my mother-in-law, which is good. And then, um, Boyd's birthday is in a week. And so I bought us second row tickets for the Philadelphia union, which is a professional soccer team. So we're like on the midline oh, row yeah. to seven o'clock tonight, catch me drinking beers and getting rowdy while I'm chirping soccer players. <laughs> oh my God. I love that for you. Okay. So you needed this little pick me up I too. Did. Yes. <laughs> what's, what's your plan for the rest of the day? So my Jersey aunts are in town. Um, if you know anything about a Jersey girl, they're loud and they're fun. So I think we're going to go play golf, hit a few balls, 
And then tonight we're going to do like um, my mom's making Mexican food yeah. and margaritas. Amazing. So <laughs> nothing crazy, but just relaxing and fun. Okay. So you're getting spicy tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yep. A little bit. Don't turn me up. <laughs> That's another episode of Gabby Girls. Thank you for listening. Make sure to comment, rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know what you think of us and the topics we talk about. We're not for everyone, and that's okay. Bye, Jen. Love ya. Bye, Kate. Love you more.